1: Hey everybody, it's Matthew Collar here. We're talking Vikings football five days a week on Purple Daily, available on Apple, Spotify, and the Score North app, or wherever you find your podcasts. And look, if you're tight on time right now and you can only listen to one segment from today's show,
0: here it is. Caller has questions. Blue 58! blue 58! Go! And he wants your answers.
2: Street! Drag, drag, drag. Red, red, red! Red Blue Poncho!
0: In rapid-fire fashion.
2: Gun
1: flex right stack. 394 dragon smoke.
0: It's Hot Routes on Purple Daily. 580!
1: Alright, it is that time again, 3 o'clock. We've got important questions to ask around the NFL with a twist mm. and sometimes a Vikings connection. And Alex Boone loves Hot Routes so much that he created the first Hot route of the day. So let's get right into it. Judd Zelgad is here as well. Jonathan Harris is producing as always. John, it's
3: always great to hear you. Oh yeah, thank you so much.
1: You too, likewise. Alright, wasting you. no time here. Uh, Alex Boone sent us this email this morning or yesterday, whenever it was. said he wants to hear what position room we would love to be a part of. Okay, so say a team's offensive line room, a team's receivers, DBs. And this is based on an article about the 2016 Patriots room, which had Tom Brady, Jimmy Garoppolo, and Jacoby Brissett, who are combined... Let's see, 16, 22, and 2 this year as starters. So, Alex, you came up with the question. Why don't you begin with the answer? Which room would you Dude, like to be a part of?
2: I had a million rooms I was a part of. I loved all the rooms I was a part of. I don't, I don't think I could pick one. I wouldn't do that to anybody. I, but how I, about I, now?
1: How about if you could pick one to be a part of now? Uh, so I, Not
2: your I, own. But I thought about one. If I could have been a part of one, I've always wanted to know what it was like to be in Brett Favre's and Aaron Rodgers' room at the same time. Like when they did the crossover kinda. <laughs> because they were <laughs> both awkward coo- would be the no, answer, I think. No, no, no. They're both goofballs. I guarantee you they made each other laugh in that room and they played it off to the media however people saw it or whatever they thought. There's no way those two guys riffed. I don't believe that. Wow, I do. <laughs> wow, that's really interesting. Okay, yeah. they're right. both they're dude they're both. I mean, I get it. Like Brett's upset, but I still think that they would still have had a really. Yeah, that's a lot of. But time Brett to be hated somebody. Brett hated Ted probably more than Aaron mm,
3: for yeah. Thompson for, for drafting, drafting him. him. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. He blamed. He didn't help Aaron necessarily, but I don't think he blamed him. No, I don't think he would have. Judd, all right. So we got this question last night. And I was like I have to think on this yeah it's Alex Boone asking me this question this is awesome right it's extra pressure and so I so I slept on this question and it came to me this morning because nothing no answer out of bounds so I was thinking okay what room what room what room 1970s Oakland Raiders <laughs> defensive back room with Jack Tatum and George Ooh. Atkinson. Where they Jack must have him. methodically planned out how they were going to absolutely blow up receivers on a weekly basis with all the stickum, with all the, I,
2: <laughs> I mean, it must have just been brutal. <laughs> he said, "With all the stickum." So, I, Jack Tatum, stickum, baby. I was, Tatum,
1: baby. Dude, I was thinking awesome. along the similar lines of who were the most vicious players I could come <laughs> up with, and then I would just want to be a part of that. And I was thinking early 90s Pittsburgh Steelers linebackers. You know, they played the 3-4, and they'd have four of them out there. And you'd have, like, Jason Gilden and LeVon Kirkland. Kirkland. Kevin Kevin Green was there for a while. LeVon Kirkland, the last 300-pound middle linebacker, LeVon Kirkland. And that group would have been pretty vicious. And I also thought, too, of just in terms of teams that, it didn't necessarily win a Super Bowl or anything, but would have been awesome. The first version of the Carolina Panthers. Like, I think it would have been really cool to be in the room with Sam Mills, who's one of my all-time favorite players, and just like a team that is an expansion team in the NFL. Like, how rare and strange and weird that was to have new teams joining the NFL. Um, that must have been really cool to have them win and go to the NFC Championship. So that was oh, yeah, kind of
2: sure. deep. Can, can we just say that it was? It, Back in the day, it was so much better. Rooms, like, cause you hear the old guys talk about the rooms. They'd be like, "Dude, after training camp, we used to all go in a room and just drink beers, watch film." You'd be like, "Wait, what? They didn't They're leave like, yeah. too, Alex." Dude, they were like, "Dude, there was we no love free you. agency." No, they were like, "We were here, and people loved us, and they bring us beers and training <laughs> <Yes. laughs> You were like, "Wait oh, a yeah. minute," you are like, "Wait, what?" They start telling you stories about like Kevin Gogan, and you were like, "Wait a minute, what? You could do that back then?" They were like, "Dude, there was no cell phones. Nobody told on anybody." You were like, "God." Just lived the life.
1: Or as John Madden called him, big old Kevin Gogan. Every time he Jerry played, Gogan. he called
2: him
0: big old Kevin Gogan. How about Any you, Jonathan? Any room with
2: Gogan? Yes.
0: <laughs> I've got two of them from Vikings past. Either three deep. You got Chris Carter, Randy Moss, and Jake Reed. Just figure. Just listening to them, figure out how they're going to just obliterate opposing defensive backs every week. Or go back old-school Vikings, Purple people the leader's mm-hmm. locker room. Mm-hmm. That would be fun. Let's
1: talk a little politics with Alan Page inside the room. <laughs> oh, I cool. don't think they had that problem at the time. <laughs> nah. Um, okay, next uh, hot route here. The Seahawks say that they are ready to embrace their new buddy, Josh Gordon, who is an incredibly talented player, but when the Patriots release you, you really raise an eyebrow. Um, I think he's one of the most talented players I've ever seen who just could not get it together off the field. I want you guys to give me a player that you badly wanted to see succeed, but off the field, personality stuff got in the way. Why don't you start, Judd?
3: All right, so I I gave this uh, great thought and decided I was going to pick a player who I covered, who was tremendously talented. And it's not that this guy had no career, because his career got off to a tremendous start, but he always sabotaged himself. I'm going with Percy Harvin. Percy Harvin was such a tremendous talent. And in 2009, and, you know, okay, he smoked dope. Who cares? 2009, he was absolutely fantastic. But then the migraines became a problem. And he would Mm -hmm. disappear, and then he couldn't play, and then he couldn't practice, and then he couldn't play. If Percy Harvin had just applied himself completely, let's say, for six to eight years... This guy was off the charts. So Percy Harvin's my choice. He was so
2: tough, too. Like, oh, dude, it, yeah. Oh my, like, dudes would bounce off of him. Yep. Like, God, talk about a receiver that I remember D backs like, dude, just anybody but him. Yep. I will take anybody but that guy with the ball. And I was like, really? They're like, he will crush you. Wow. How about you, Alex? Alden Smith, without question. Yeah. I mean, having played with this guy? I remember in practice, he was so hard to block. And he was another one like Michael Bennett that just slithery and could so strong in an unpowerful angle like could pick you off the ground you'd be like dude this is not right and he'd be like laughing you'd be like dude this is not right and he would just come in and terrorize people but man off the field this dude was he, we, and we knew a lot of the problems we were trying to help him so much I think a lot of people really did try to help Alden and it, it hurt a lot of people because there was so much given to Alden that was like please just don't ruin this and he did and it's a shame what happened mm-hmm
0: Jonathan, mine would be a Viking offensive lineman from I guess the mid two thousands. Brian McKinney, he was Ooh. good. Don't get me wrong, but if he had folk, if he had cared about football, it just seemed like he didn't like football. He just he was 6'8 and three hundred fifty pounds. Like so to could, party though, he could be yes. a really good left tackle. But if he was really committed to playing football, just imagine how good he could have been. He could All have famous.
2: surpassed Walster Jones for sure. Yep, yeah. he could have been the next greatest offensive lineman in the history of the league because he was so big and he could have been so dominant but you're right he just didn't apply himself
1: so in 2006 Vince Young led four fourth quarter comebacks five game winning drives went eight and five in his rookie year and looked like he could be one of the most fun and dynamic players. He ran for over 500 yards, seven touchdowns that year, coming off of what he did beating USC in the championship game, which is still and will always be one of the great football games in the history of the sport. I was all in on Vince Young being a great NFL quarterback, and and I love to root for guys who are great athletes, did it a little differently than everybody else. And it fell apart. I mean, his first two seasons, he was good. Uh, It wasn't perfect, but he made the Pro Bowl in one of them. He won a lot of football games. And then it just seemed to go sideways. He disappeared at one point. I think it's become pretty clear in his post career that he had a problem with alcohol. I'm not sure he really understood how much he needed to put an effort into the game, like mentally, like focus yeah. on film and things like that. I think Jim he Marcus just Russell, same thing. Yeah, I think yep. he, I think Vince Young thought he could just go out there and kind of run around, which only Razzle worked dazzle. for uh, for so long, and that was sad that he didn't fulfill his potential he went think about this I mean a guy who was not giving it everything he needed to give still went 31 and 19 as a starter in the NFL and 30 and 17 with Tennessee so an unfortunate career for Vince Young that never really lived up to what it was supposed to uh Next question for you guys. So Dan Quinn was asked about these final games of the season, and he says, you know what? I'm looking at it like a new season, boys. An eight-game season. (laughs) Yep. Well, congratulations, Dan Quinn, and good luck with that, my friend. He's gone. We know that. Um, But I I want you guys to tell me how many other coaches get fired this year.
2: What do you think, Alex? All right, so I'm going to give you two that I think get fired before the end of the year. Are you ready? I am ready, yep. I think that Freddie Kitchens... And I think that Adam Gase. I think that wow. when you talk about Freddie Kitchens, you talk about a coach that came in, and even I was like all about it. But dude, the dysfunction on this team right now is incredible. And you're two and six, and I don't care what anybody says, that roster is stacked, and you just got Kareem Hunt back. Like I get that, but if you don't start winning another game, like if you don't win this week, dude, it, it, they cannot. They, where are we playing for? Like, there's too much going on. There's too much dysfunction. No one's like grabbing the rings. and in New York, like. There was so much invested in Adam Gase, and I think that the way that the season started killed that team. Mm -hmm. Absolutely blame Adam Gase for that. I don't care what anybody says. The minute you talk about a player's contract to the media, you have disrespected the entire locker room. I don't care what anyone says. I've been in that locker room. Money was never to be talked about between players, between coaches, between players and coaches. It's not your business. It's not my damn business. It's certainly not anybody outside this room's business. So when you start doing things like that, the team goes, okay. That's cool. You want to be like that? We'll be like this. And I don't think they're responding well to him. I think that they've kind of given like a resistance and a pushback, and there's been too many issues. I've got – I've got gays
3: as well. I think it's just a a complete dumpster fire. The Jets are a complete joke. And and my fear there is that Sam Darnold is actively being ruined and sabotaged, Mm, which is a shame. Because in 10 years, we'll be like, Sam Darnold could have been good, except for he was stuck with the Jets. (laughs) I I think your guy uh, on Black Monday, Doug Marone, is fired as the Jacksonville coach. I think Black Monday also costs uh, Pat Shermer his job. The two teams in New York are a joke. Bill Callahan, interim coach in Washington, also gets let go. I don't think Kitchen gets fired, and here's why. John Dorsey hired him. If John Dorsey pulls the plug this quickly, John Dorsey's basically saying, boy, did I screw up. So well, I mean, dude,
2: have you not already proven that with a 2-6 and six I, record? I know, you but you know pride, Alex. Them. You know no, the pride I'm, of these guys. Listen, I'm telling you, you were crowned AFC North champions. They didn't even like have to say Super Bowl. They just said, you're for sure going to win the North, and you're in like third place behind a backup quarterback of the yeah. Steelers. Dude. I'm telling you, if you don't win another game this week, you're done. They cannot sit around and pay these guys this much money and be like, "Duh, we're just a dumpster fire. It doesn't work like that anymore.
0: Any of those you disagree with, Jonathan? No, I'm kind of in on all those. Jets, Dolphins, Browns, Giants, and Falcons. I think all those guys are gone. There's one that that you guys
1: haven't
3: mentioned. There's
0: one more. There's an elephant
3: in the room
1: and an an Alex Boone's house as well. I I, I think I know where you're talking. Oh, no, I wasn't even talking about Mike Zimmer. I was talking about Matt Nagy. Oh, I was talking about Matt oh. Patricia. Oh, I don't think he gets oh, fired. Oh, Matt
2: Patricia. Yeah. I was talking about it's Matt Patricia. Possible.
1: You don't think Matt Nagy gets fired? No. No. No.
3: No,
2: no, no. no. I think Trubisky, no. I'm no. In fact, really I, blame it on Trubisky. I
3: think Ryan Pace He's in trouble. might be in trouble.
2: <laughs> and deserves to, to be. Well, yeah, he, he deserves. idiot drafted. It, frick. Well, you let go of it's Jordan Howard, too. Like yeah. You letting go pieces when you were like, no, 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 you need that piece. You're going to want to yep. keep that for later.
1: I like the way that you always sort of categorize it, Judd, of first guess or second guess. Yeah. Like, did something go wrong and we second guess it because it didn't work out? Say like trading for Sam Bradford. Like Good idea mm-hmm. to save your potential season. It didn't work out but the we way never you were But it was a up. good idea, and you don't deserve to be criticized for that. That Correct. was the right move at the time. It just, his knee fell apart in that second year where maybe he goes 13-3-2 and 3-2 and you have even a better chance in Philly. Who knows? Uh, but with taking Mitch Trubisky over Deshaun Watson and Pat Mahomes, that was first guess by... Pretty much anyone who has ever watched Deshaun Watson play football. (laughs) Now, Mahomes, I could get it because it was a cluster bleep of an offense. They were putting up 70 points, but they were giving up 70. He was throwing off his back foot like crazy and doing all these things that you wouldn't necessarily say, oh, yeah, well, that guy's going to fit into an NFL structure. I could see where those questions would have been. But Deshaun Watson, I mean, A-plus character, you beat... National L champion. I was like say that. he did everything. Wasn't, hey, wasn't literally
2: like a one-year starter? He was. he was. Yeah, like, not was even a one year. year. Like. Dude, you can't rest a second pick in the draft on a one like, wow, that was ballsy. It, 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 it worked out for a year, but not not anymore.
1: And go back and check his bowl game that year, too. He completely wow. fell apart. It's like, why did they think that this guy was was the man when he really should have been like a second round pick? Hey,
2: they did San Francisco a favor though. Because think about it. What if San Fran had drafted Mr. Biscay? There was no way they'd be where they are right no, now.
1: No, no, definitely. No not. chance. Uh, my final question here. Former receiver Hunter Renfro, doing pretty well. <laughs> Former Clemson receiver, I mean. Uh, doing pretty well in Oakland, and the joke about him was when he was at the Senior Bowl it was like, do you mean senior in college or like senior citizen? Right? Because he looks old for a young guy. Get it, everyone? Uh, He looks like he's 40 years old and has a dad bod for like a 24-year-old receiver. He said that just because he doesn't look like he should be in the NFL doesn't matter. He has proved he belongs. I want you guys to give me your favorite player who did not look like they should have been an NFL player, but they were good.
2: Um, Judd, you go first. All right,
3: uh, I'm going to go with, with a guy who not only didn't look like an NFL player to me, but he looked like he had no business playing his position because these guys are ordinarily a charismatic, great-looking human beings. Jimmy Garoppolo, Tom Brady, Andrew Luck. <laughs> that was
1: your pick, Jonathan. Yes,
3: Andrew Luck. I mean, how did you look at? Does not look like a. Quarterback. Would you have ever looked at, a great athlete? Uh, he is, but I never like six four. No, I know, but wow. when I looked at his Stout. face. Listen to his I, voice. I know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I never like quarterbacks are ordinarily, ordinarily they can be smooth. I and mean, Christian Ponder came off as sort of smooth and suave and a decent looking guy, and was terrible at the job. But Andrew Luck, to me, was always the one that was like, really, and he's super good, or he was super.
2: It was. It was amazing. All right,
1: how about uh, you, Alex? Were you ever in a locker room and you looked across and went,
2: "What <laughs> Dude, is this guy?" Check off? your phone right now. You need to check your phone because uh, I sent you a okay. picture. I saw it. I saw All it. Right. It's
3: great. And you probably and you probably saw a lot of a lot of people <laughs> oh, that didn't look like athletes. <laughs> Dude, my guess is
2: you saw too much, too much of them. Like the, I sent, I sent you guys an <laughs> email too. You need to check your email because I sent you an email. But it, there's a bunch of people that I'm not going to name. That I was. Just, oh, oh, come I, on, sorry. come on, Alex. I can't. No, 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 no. But I will say Kilgore because he had gray hair the first day I met him, and he was a rookie. And I was like, "Yo, dude, how old are you?" He's like, "Man, I'm I'm twenty two. It's a, it's the gray hair. I know it's it it gets everybody. Don't worry about it." I was like, "What? What the <laughs> hell did he just say?" Oh my god! And we
1: ended up being roommates. It was great. I loved him. Great do, you, do you got any other nominations, Jonathan?
0: No, I, I was so focused on Andrew Luck, I didn't think Judd would pick him. But yeah, Andrew Luck just does not look like a quarterback, let alone a really, really good one. Um. So I mean, there are plenty of
1: kickers who I've seen that are uh, rather on the small side. I was going to go the opposite, like the other way around. Where if you told me, no, not Vince, Wilford, <laughs> you look like a football but, player. But right? if you if you told me the guy was a kicker, I'd be like. No way, Ryan Lindell. Do you remember him? Yeah. He was six four, like two hundred and thirty pounds. He looked like a linebacker, and he was a kicker. I thought you were going seabass, and, and I was going to go. Well, I was also going to go with seabass and C-Bass. with the current Vikings punter, Britton Colquitt, who is shredded, yeah. and he looks like he should be surfing somewhere, not punting. Yeah. Like, wait, when did punters get this freaking jacked?
2: Every day. Dude, they're intense. They are no, seriously not jacked you. now. Punters, long snappers, and kickers, because they don't do anything all day, <laughs> so they're just in the gym. I used to walk by the gym all the time, and they're like you go to lunch, and they're in the gym. You come back from lunch, they're in the gym. You're like, what do you guys do all day? They're like, dude, literally, we kick for five minutes, and we're just in here. <laughs> and then you know what else used to oh, bother great. me? I'm not going to name names because I love this guy way too much. But every day I should see one of my punters in there swinging his golf club. And I'd be like, dude, what's up? He'd be like, "Tea times at 1 o'clock. I'd be like, dude, this is Hold wrong. On. 49ers punters. I'm going to him right now. <laughs> not even a 49ers, dude hmm that or arizona so is there, who's the arizona fires with you all right um, hold
3: on that's that's too good a story tell us okay. the name well no, no, it was you.
2: it was incredible though you get so pissed at these guys they're like dude the golf swing's incredible because all day, just, <laughs> they just work on it you're like i hate you guys they're like yeah go enjoy your big beefy heads and they make me oh, so <laughs> <laughs> right, whatever
1: now if you're but if you're a punter and you can't talk trash you're probably oh, going no, to struggle can't. right no, like they you can't. have
2: to yeah, um, that, you talk trash.
1: Uh, yeah, that's right, because you're going to get it quite a bit. I was also going to mention Sean Hill. Like, Oh,
2: and, yeah. Sean Hill. That's a good one.
1: That's terrible. <laughs> I
2: love Sean. He
1: was great. Uh, I don't think I've ever told you the several Sean Hill stories that I have, but the one was when I walked up to Sean Hill and said, hey, man, I was hoping I could ask you a question. I need a quarterback's perspective. And he said, "Taylor Heineke's sitting right there." And, like, <laughs> <Dude>. <laughs> and but, but I said, "I need one who's played." And Taylor Heineke looked at me like, "What the hell, man?" I'm like, "Hey, it's the truth." And then he Look gave at me, you trash yeah. talking. I know, right? There's a press conference the other day of me talk, uh, trash talking Stephon Diggs, who was trying to interrupt my great question to Delvin Cook. So I, I can get after it a bit. Uh, oh, but sh- but Sean Hill though, Sean Hill, when you'd be in the locker, room, you'd be like. That is the dad-bodiest dad bod For I have ever sure. seen. And oh, then yeah. the great part about Sean Hill is like, you think about how many human beings try to play quarterback. Like, How many kids are like, Dad, get me a quarterback coach so I can win the starting job in my high school squad. Or somebody who's like a D1, great athlete, runs a 4'6 or something, gets to the NFL, he's just garbage. He has no chance whatsoever. And here's Sean Hill burning heaters in between <laughs> film sessions and just looking like... Len Dawson, man. It's Len Dawson. Smoking at halftime Super Bowl. And Sean Hill gets thrown out there, first game 2016. And he's throwing check downs and things like this. And you're (laughs) like, okay, Sean Hill, Sean Hill, whatever. And then he drops back. Stephon Diggs goes deep. And he launches the most beautiful freaking football you've ever seen. It's like a 45 yard pass on the money. Like, Sean Hill, everybody. It was a one
2: man route. It's
1: awesome. it's, it's, I mean, how crazy is that? Of uh, the number of people who are amazing athletes, great at sports and everything, and they can't outplay 38-year-old Sean Hill. So hey, something to be he's, said about he's that. My 49
3: games, 35 pro starts, Sean Hill. And
1: they were good. Like he has like an eighty-six quarterback <laughs> yeah, rating or something. For... He was solid. Um we got a couple more minutes left in the segment. So I want to get your reaction, Judd, to something I asked Alex and he squirmed around with at the end of last segment, which was Let's say I told you that the two coaches in this game, Mm -hmm. Mike Zimmer, Jason Garrett, I said one this year made the NFC Championship. The other one got fired. Which one is which? Oh,
3: Garrett makes the championship. Zimmer gets fired. Really? The Vikings aren't going to this team right now until they show me so much more. I think Dallas is a mercurial team. They're a weird team, but I do think they've got talent. They're not utilizing it right now. Uh, I... I have yet to see the Vikings get what I consider to be a really good win. Like, how am I supposed to think that this team can, let's say, be the sixth seed, go on the road in wild in a wild card game, win on the road there, win on the road again? And I keep trying, and I'm disappointed with, with myself, Alex, as well, because I keep trying to torture that Detroit win into a good win. I keep saying, well, yeah, Detroit's better because I think they're better. And Matthew Stafford, he's not too bad. And I realize I'm just making excuses. You still gave up 30 points, too. And what's the, and my question comes back to this you lost in week two in Green Bay. You could have won. You lost in Kansas City last week. You could have won. What's the win on this schedule so far where you say, really good win? I don't, I really don't have one, guys. So, to answer your question, I think Dallas, with Dak, who I like, and Zeke, and that O-line, and some components on defense, I could I can get my head around them getting hot and getting to the championship game, partially because I think they're going to win a bad division. The Vikings, I don't right now see the path, you guys. Sorry. The biggest... but I think,
2: to, the, to what you're saying, I agree with you, but I think, number one, Jerry is way more um, competitive than I would say... A lot of other owners. So right now, I think Jason's under a huge microscope. I think that when you talk about the injuries on this offensive line, these two tackles are always injured. You know, now you got Zach Martin on the injury report, dude. This team could go down in a hurry, right? And not only that, but then your quarterback's very reckless with the ball. I think there's just things in this team that, when you're looking, you're like, man. If anything, I could see Dalvin shouldering a lot more of the load and just making it work with this defense coming together off of them. You know what I'm saying? Like that's why I picked. Zimmer to go on and Jason because I think that number one Jerry's way more competitive and he wants his team to obviously win the Super Bowl or nothing this year like it's like dude listen we're we're gonna either have to pay a lot of people off of this year or we're gonna have to pay a lot of people in hopes that we start winning games next you know so for me let's do it now let's go I
1: think we still maintain that if the Vikings make the playoffs, that Mike Zimmer is staying, right? That the only chance that they would move on from him is if they completely miss the playoffs altogether. If they had to go on the road to New Orleans and they lose a fairly decent football game, they're not firing Mike Zimmer at that point. I could see Dallas actually making the playoffs, losing in the first round, and Jason Garrett saying, you know what, let's hand the reins over to young Kellen Moore and And see if he can be the next Sean McVay because of Jerry Jones. I can't really figure out either team, but it is really disturbing when you're the Vikings and the three games you've lost are on the road, tough situations, and you've got no shows from your quarterback in each one, and then you look forward And you start asking yourself, okay, well, how is he going to perform in Dallas? How is he going to perform in Seattle? How is he going to perform? Even Los Angeles just beat Aaron Rodgers and the Chargers. Correct. And and then you got to play Green Bay and Chicago again. It is a tough schedule. ESPN ranked it as the eighth toughest schedule of the second half of the season. And that would make me think, you know, if the quarterback does the thing that he does, then
3: he could end up And the pass defense does what they're doing right now in crucial situations and games
1: and that's your coach's calling card, that's right. a problem. Yeah. Do you think that uh, Zimmer has a lot of goodwill left with the Vikings, or is it entirely
2: to do with you make the playoffs, you stay, you miss the playoffs, you go? Judd, before you say anything, I want to say this. My answer would be this. I mm-hmm. think that he has enough good standing that he'll be fine, that he could say, hey, listen, look what I've done with this defense. Right? Like We've still made this a really excellent defense. The question becomes, what happens with Spielman? Dude, we made a decision yes. on a quarterback that was way off. Not so far off that we, like, Like, if they don't make the playoffs this year, I think Spielman's for sure gone, and Zim has hope to save a chance because he's like, listen, I can keep this defense at the top five, and the Wolves are going to go, he's not lying. Now, somebody has to get punished because if you don't make the playoffs this year, dude. Somebody has to get fired. And then you're looking at Stefanski and you're like, hey, what happens with him? Are they going to keep him? Does he mm-hmm. move on? Does he take a coach? You know, I mean, right. there's so many questions that happen. And then Zim's looking back like, listen, I didn't even really want this guy to begin with. Like, why does my name keep getting tied to this? I wanted this defense. Oh, for sure. Oh, well, for sure. for a lot yeah. of people
3: stabbing listen, you in the back. You're
2: not a coach if you don't go up there and say, hey, listen, these are my guys, okay? These are the guys I wanted. They, you guys wanted that guy or he wanted that guy. That's not lying. You're not being like, truthful? You know what I think it would be
1: if they missed the playoffs and it ended up being Spielman? I don't think it's about Kirk. I think it's about the offensive line. I think it's about the fact that you even drafted a guy with the 18th overall pick, which if that's a center, considering positional value, he better be the best damn center in the league. Mm-hmm. I mean, right? Like, it's just positional value. <laughs> I don't. And then uh, you move a guy over to left guard who can't play there and is getting picked up like a child and sacking uh, oh. Kirk with his butt. Yeah, that's a mess. And, and you sign a guy in free agency in Josh Klein, who I respect what he's done in the NFL, but I'm not sure he has a whole lot left there. And it's like, well, you missed on Riley Reef largely. Basically, you're one for five. Like, Brian O'Neill's pretty good. And you, each year, have gone in saying, we need to fix the offensive line. I mean, 2015, what's the story? Need to fix the offensive line. Going in 2016, need to fix the offensive line. Offensive. And Rick it has not happened. Rick has yeah.
3: never done that. And, and Rick, if Rick gets blown out, Because of Cousins, it will not be because of Kirk specifically. It will be a lifetime achievement award of never finding a QB. That's the problem. But if I'm the guy, but if they fire Rick and keep Mike, and I'm the hot young GM candidate that gets myself in front of the Wilfs, the first thing I say is, gentlemen, i got to hire my head coach.
2: Yeah, or you end I up own, with. I want my own. I don't know I don't know if they let, sort of if they let you do that. Feeling, yeah, yeah, they're not going to let you do. They're going to be like, "Listen, dude, Mike's given us a great defense. You need to put something up on offense. This is your quarterback. Make it work. You have one year. If you do it right, we'll make you the guy eventually." Like, and, and then, I then think, I'm sta-
3: and then I'm staying at my previous job, like Peyton has a thousand times yeah. before, and I remain <laughs> assistant GM of the New York Jets. Alex Boone. Yes, I,
1: I would is. also say though, <laughs> I, true. I think the loser of this football game starts ha- hearing hot seat conversation.
2: Yeah. For sure. No, that
1: makes perfect sense. If Dallas goes to 5-4, and then all of a sudden they could be tied with Philly. Philly would still have a chance to win the NFC East. If the Vikings lose it, then they're sliding back, and you've got other teams who are coming along like Los Angeles and Carolina who could overtake you, and this is going to feel like the wheels are coming off if they lose this game. I think for both teams, it's Mm going to have that feeling, and then all of a sudden we get the hot seat conversations. All right, Judd, you sticking around? Yeah, I got plenty of time. Okay, you got nothing. I got, to say I got, got nothing right. but time. All right, just wasn't sure. If I'm, I'm like do a punter. Something. <laughs> I'm, I'm working out. I'm working out. I'm golfing, and I'm talking um, to you. You're definitely not doing two of those things. Well, so. I'm not. I'm not ripped. All so. right, we'll come back in just a second. Here, you listen to Purple Daily on Score North.
0: Whether it's Fred Meyer, Simple Truth Turkey, or Mac and Cheese with Murray's English Cheddar, or pie made with fresh Cosmic Crisp apples, there are many dishes we look forward to sharing during the holidays. And Fred Meyer has all the fresh ingredients you need to turn today's holidays into tomorrow's memories. Fred Meyer, fresh for everyone. Get
1: more ways to save at the Buy 5 or More Save $1 each sale. Just buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with card. Fred Meyer, fresh for everyone.